Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Three Tier Dive. I'm your host, Payne Sullivan, and today I'll be reading chapter 28 of Metanoia, the first book in the Blockhead series. Before we begin, I'd like to make an announcement. I'm now on Spotify, so if that's your preferred way of listening to things, the whole podcast in its entirety is available on Spotify. All you have to do is search the three-tiered eye like you would on any other podcasting app. So, let's begin. Chapter 28 Drawn by the commotion, more creatures began peeling away from the walls. Up on the ceiling, more dormant monsters reared up to be hit by a storm of bullets that the group gave them. Fighting now was much different. The hunters were more prepared for what waited. Before they were sent in with what they had on hand, but now they had the backing of an abundance of big-ass guns. One by one, the mutants that dared charge them fell lifeless to the ground. Those not killed by gunfire were sliced and skewered by Bo's sword. Alvinus reached far out, dodging and weaving up to twenty meters away as she almost dragged her son forward. The opening to the spaceport was as big as Bo's fist now, by comparison, lighting the tunnel enough for there to be no more need for flashlights. Slowing their pace, the last of the mutated insects fell limply to the dust as blood and bile oozed from its mouth, its corpse pumped full of lead and plasma. Reaching the tunnel entrance, they stayed in the shadows, the civilian descent clicking fearfully to each other. Outside was a large, feel-sized clearing. The earth was patched, the even ground bathed in the fading rays of red sunlight. It lay in the middle of a massive bowl of metal workings and bug spit, shielding ships taking off and landing from a vicious torrents of wind. Scraps from ship holes and the frameworks of dismantled craft lay chaotically in the spaceport, the twisted metal jutting from the dirt. Within the starship graveyard sat one remaining intact ship, nestled at the far end of the port. Even from here, Bo could see it was, in fact, the shuttle they had taken to Koskurst. Scattered on the ship were dozens of corpses, mutants that had no doubt met the bloodthirsty Owen. Walking through the bodies, a few dozen living monsters milled about, several clinging to the surface of the ship. At the distance, he wasn't too sure, but it looked as if they were trying to peel the plating away. He couldn't let the shuttle become like the shells around him. Sir, I am closing in on your position now. Side's voice said into his ear. Over the horizon, just over the edge of the rugged wall, the hunter could just barely make out the familiar shape of his ship. Hitching Jenna up higher on his back, the man marched forward. It was tricky climbing over all the scrap, but he stayed mindful of the mess. Unfortunately, not many were as dexterous as he. Behind him, one of the dozen civilians became tangled in wiring, the cord still attached to a framework of a large ship. Through its struggles to break free, the insectoid pulled the rickety metal beams it was connected to crashing down, crushing the alien with several others. Rebounding throughout the domed structure, the sound of the wreck tore through the air accompanied by the sickening crunch of the unlucky aliens being squashed. At once, the creatures ahead detached from the ship and began scurrying toward the company at breakneck speed. We didn't even make it out ten steps, Jenna moaned. 
Bounding toward them, the freakish disembodied split to reveal their gaping mouths filled with gore-stained fangs. From behind, back in the darkness of the passageway, raying the enraged screams of more monsters. There was no doubt they were attracted by the fighting and tremendous crash. They'll be coming from both sides, Bo shouted. Moving to the rear, the soldiers placed themselves firmly between the civilians and the tunnel. Hess and Quint began to shoot at the advancing monsters as Czech provided supporting fire. Unable to really get into the thick of the combat, Bo held his ground as the halogen burst away with a burning fury. She split in two, the sword in one appendage and the hidden knife jutting from the other. Twirling about, she ravaged the battlefield, leaving only tattered chunks of flesh behind her attacks. From the back, spurts of gunfire filled the air as the soldiers fired into the opening, bringing down unseen terrors rushing toward the port. Avinus and the other hunters had almost finished taking down the mutants that blocked their path to the shuttle as puddles of blood began pooling about the wreckage. Overhead, the roar of engines rattled the air as side brought the rabbit hole lower, the ship swaying slightly against the winds. Thankfully, its powerful thrusters kept it mostly even as the spacecraft descended down into the bowl of the port. Now clear, the path ahead was free of any immediate threats. Calling out, Bo shouted for the Dessens to make a run for the ship. Just as the rabbit hole began extending the boarding ramp, an explosion of writhing bodies erupted from the mouth of the tunnel. Countless nightmarish bugs poured out, overtaking the soldiers and a few civilian aliens that stood close by. Reacting on instinct, those that saw their brethren torn to pieces turned tail. In a panic, they bounded toward Bo's ship, their mini-legs carrying them over the carnage of mutants and shrapnel. With the area clear of friendly bodies, the hunter ordered into his mic, Side! Open fire! Obeying the command, red bolts flashed from the ship, lighting the port with their burning energy. Hitting the swarm of monsters, they were burst into flaming pieces. Destroying them, it began to rain charred giblets of flesh. Blast after blast ripped the ground apart, decimating all life from the tunnel entrance in a storm of plasma. Smoldering craters dotted the ground about the mouth of the cave, which itself had doubled in size from the firepower. Blackened chunks of bodies smoked everywhere, and not a trace of movement could be seen. How many made it on board? Bo asked Sive from his helmet's calm link. Eight survivors are on board, sir. Eight. Out of the near twenty that accompanied them, only eight made it out alive. Everyone else was dead, including the warriors that were to aid them in the scheme to strike against the Kana. But... They had delivered a handful of refugees, and from them soon this whole colony would be saved. Reaching the rabbit hole, Side met them at the landing ramp. Gently letting go of her, Bo let Jenna slide down from his back. Jenna, go with Side. We have to go back into the hive, he told her. What? We're done. We can leave, she exclaimed, distress flooding her voice. Please, you have to understand. We have a plan. If we just leave and don't turn the doctor over to the Kana, the entire empire will hunt us down. We would never be safe, he explained. Then let me come with you, she said. You said you wouldn't leave me again. You'll see me again soon, I promise. But I need to know you're safe. 
Go inside, please, the man begged. Tears threatened to leak from the girl's eyes as her brow furrowed in sadness and anger. Despite this, she nodded and turned her back on him, saying softly, Don't die this time, okay? Following her gaze, the man saw she was looking at the crusted blood that stained his armor, the blood that spilled from his own throat. I won't, he said. Her eyes stared into his as if he weren't hidden by his helmet. She flung her arms around him and held him close for a moment before breaking away. With that, she tore her gaze and walked past the droid into the interior of the ship, finally safe from any more harm. Turning to Quint, he regarded him. Go with them, he said to him. Are, are you sh sure? Yes, if Jenna needs help with her arms, I won't be able to do anything. I need you to take care of her. Please, he asked. All right, Quint said. I'll do whatever I can. Hopping aboard, the boy walked up the ramp, looking back briefly at the hunters. As he disappeared around the bend, Side stepped down the ramp. What are your orders? The droid asked. Take the desk into the nearest hive and wait for me there. When you reach it, send me the coordinates and we'll do what we can to help the colony after we finish this, Bo said. I did not realize we could become a refugee service, the droid remarked. Not in the mood for the sass, Bo replied sharply. Just take them, damn it, or I'll have you deactivated for a week. Harsh, the droid replied. I will take them and we will wait. Keep her safe, Bo told Side as the droid ascended the walkway. Yes, sir. I will make sure she does not suffer so much as a bloody knee. Closing with a hiss of air, the ramp sealed itself. Moments later, the rabbit hole began to lift away, racing toward the stars. Breathing a sigh, Bo turned to the few that remained with him, the last of the party. All right, let's get started, he said. Hess and Hansen prepped the shuttle for launch. Jack, Ovenus, and I will go find the armory and we'll be back as soon as possible, he told the team. We will be ready, the Bleen said as she turned toward the ship. Hansen hurried off behind her, not quite able to match her long stride. As the pair left them, the human looked over to Jack, whose armor shone with the last rays of sunlight. Ready? Bo asked. The orange faceplate turned to face Bo's own mask with a nod and together they readied themselves and ventured back to the tunnel. It felt as if it was swallowing them whole. Thank you for joining me once again for another episode of The Three-Tiered Eye. Metanoia, as well as the theme of the podcast, are both written by me, and you can find more of my work at pain-sylvan.squarespace.com, where you can find links to Amazon for all of my books. But not any music. That was kind of just a one-time deal. We're beginning to wind down the story. Uh, this was chapter 28 of 31, not including an epilogue. And I'm just kind of amazed that we're at this point now. I'm very excited because I can't wait to share the conclusion of the first book I ever wrote with you all. 
So just keep it, keep on keeping on and listening and just stick with it because we're almost done. If you'd like to keep up with the podcast, uh, my Twitter is three t- at three tiered eye. And I do another very dirty word podcast with two friends called The Bird Room, where we make a lot of inappropriate jokes at each other's expense and just be real nasty, rowdy boys in general. But like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I am now on Spotify, and that's big news. And it's like 3 a.m., so I think I'm going to go to bed now. I, I feel... I feel it's starting to hit me. So thank you all for listening and have a good night or day. You know. <laughs>